Oh, we're live. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This is Loser Lee's Wrestling, Roy. Yeah, 35. The 35. This is 35? This is the 35th anniversary of the Weekly Wrestle. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Loser Lee's Wrestling. My name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy Hammerson. Uh, Hammer, how are we doing? Fine, fine, fine. Ready to rock. Ready to rock and or roll. I'm liking this energy we have today. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's loopy. It's sloopy. It's, uh, we it's got like a list. We got a top we, 10 list coming up. We, we have a top 10 list coming up. Um, I'm so excited about that. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. This is the weekly wrestle where we talk about wrestling. Uh, but we also talk a little bit about Rampage. Anything to discuss before we get to Rampage, Roy? Rampage, Anything? big fart in church, but that's fine. Yeah, it was a fart in church. It was really kissing your sister. That's yeah. another one. <laughs> It's just, it just continues to be a show that I'm not motivated to watch because a bunch of nothing happens. Yeah, uh, flatter than a, p- a, p- a plate of piss. Flatter than a p- <laughs> plate of piss. Uh, just uh, some things. Claudio had a good little out sure. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah that was a nice well. little moment. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Chica Marks is in the chat. Honk, honk. Chica Marks. Honk, honk uh, for Chica Marks. She gave a honk. She, she gave a honk. Hold on. Hold on. You have a honk, honk? There we yeah, go. Yeah, there it is. We had to give a little honk honk for Chica Marks. Everyone's getting honks today. Um, oh yeah, but um, but them him versus Dustin Rhodes. This that coming should be, again. I don't care, but it should be a good match. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be a good match. Um, it's then, on Rampage. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, then we are swerving their glory, uh, totally embarrassing the private party again, uh, as per usual. As per usual. Uh, uh, then we have. Um, Zach Clayton just getting buried immediately. Yeah, immediately. To hook. Good, which what's is good. It's fine, but like, just what's the point? I think this was supposed to be some type of ratings ploy. Very minor. minor Where's the ratings, ratings coming? supposed to come in with this? Because he's like, really popular. That guy's really popular. Yeah. Never heard of him before in my life. Neither have I, but he's popular with a different. He's popular with a generation that still watches MTV. Woodsy the Beast is in the chat, and he just Woodsy's wrote. Here. They just wrote, Velocity is better than Rampage. Dude, that was sick. <laughs> That was that's true. Losty <laughs> is better than Rampage this week. You, you uh, well, whatever, whatever. This week, sure, sure. Um, I mean, look, because even even if I wasn't really motivated to watch either one of those shows, so uh, then we're followed up that squash with another squash. Buddy Matthews versus Serpentico. <laughs> sure, to no set point. up Miro. And there was yeah. a point to this to set up Miro. This was the only this was the only match on the card that actually served a point. I guess other than the main event, if that was the main event. Um, to further along the the trios tournament, but other than that, I mean, yep, that's just whatever. Uh, Penelope Ford versus Athena. Penelope, Penelope Ford looked good here, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. for the time that she was out there. But it was only for Jade to come out with a sledgehammer and smash the stupid wings. Yeah, uh, like, that I no hope those wings about. go away. So. I hope those wings go away. Yeah, yeah and also no one cares because Athena's not on TV on a weekly basis. So yeah. why do we care? And I get it. You know, I get that there's only so much time for so many people, but you just debuted this person and they've been on TV three times across two months. So that's yeah, pretty depressing. Uh, and not to stop there. We also have the main event, which was the best friends versus uh, Trustbusters. Um, and it was it was fine. It was fine. It was, it was fine. fine. Served its purpose. Ish. Served its yeah. purpose. Ish. Ish. Right. Like, but like, yeah. like, I didn't get me excited about the trios tournament. <laughs> Yeah, but some of these matches aren't. Some of these first round matches won't. Well, this is the first round. That's where I just realized I completely forgot that. So this is the first round. 
it just completely escaped me that it was the first round of the tournament. What is That's that how at? little it mattered. Well, sh- what do you mean? It just like they you barely met a trios match. I just thought it was a trios match. It oh, just felt funny. like a regular trios match. I did. I, I, I don't even yes. remember them mentioning it, uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, but yeah, that's Rampage. So that's a big fart in church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what we give Rampage. It was this fine. Week. It was fine. Like, I would I respond differently to a fart in church than someone else? Yes, because I think it's hilarious. But it just we we got to keep turning up the heat here. You you yeah. you're letting the pitch go by every every week. You do a rampage that doesn't matter. It's true. So. It's true. Hassan Terrell's here. Hassan's here. Hello there. Hassan, uh, welcome. Uh, oh, hello there. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> there we go. What happened to that one? That's been out of it's the back. Worst. It's back. It's back. Uh, but we have to start talking about. The weekly wrestling news. The news you can't lose. The news you can't lose. Yeah, we're here today. Uh, Tam, can we go up to the first uh, 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 slide there? And it's something that you already posted, Roy. You already posted a picture. We're going to talk about Mean Mr. Punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about Mean Mr. The, Punk. Uh, a really interesting conversation. Yeah, so uh, CM Punk, uh, has uh, he's back if you haven't heard, uh, and he's uh, challenged John Moxley. But before we get there, he came out this past Wednesday and started talking, uh, uh, calling out uh, Hangman Page, who was not a part of this storyline, nope. who is not in this script, nope. who did nothing wrong. Nope. Well, why he did something wrong in Punk's eyes. Is this, is this an appropriate tit for tat? No, it's not. Yeah. And that's okay. the problem. Um, I, every wrestler has three different parts of their life. Their on-screen persona, who they are in real life, and who they are backstage. Oh, just like uh, like uh, astrology. Just like your, astrology. You've got your sun, your moon, and your rising. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I Do I think this is a disproportionate response to something that Hangman did? Yes. Do I think that this was the wrong thing to do? Yes. Do I think Punk is like a company guy? Absolutely not. Because he made himself look stupid. He made Hangman, who's like the future, one of the key future pieces to this company. And he made the company look bad. He made everybody look bad. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you can just say whatever you want. This is the one-year anniversary. And we're going to talk about it later. Like, this is the one-year anniversary of him coming back to professional wrestling. Today is. Yeah, and oh. it took it took one year to uh, get sour to him, <laughs> sour punk, uh, p- uh, punk. Uh, just a, f- a little bit more detail on that. Um, it was just, it just in terms, of, I don't want to talk about privilege when it comes to two white guys in the ring. Sure. But that being said, like punk has a lot more privilege in AEW sure. where he could get away with this shit. Hangman can't. Hangman's yeah. not going to do that. And not only can't he, he wouldn't do that to no. Tony Khan. No, he, he wouldn't do that because he cares. Uh, he cares he about cares, the company. He cares about AEW. The, yeah. Punk does not. What he Clearly said. Not. What what did did Hangman say to Punk that caused him to be upset? Because I watched some of the footage recently mm-hmm. just to kind of find out where it happened. Was it like I'm defending AEW from you? Yes. Uh, like I think if it was that's all the that. case, he literally solidified that in this past. Well, that's the thing that's weird. So Dynamite. I. I listened to a few different things, and I, I, everybody else, feel free to chime in if they want to give their own two cents on this. And I think I still think it's a little unclear. Um, I listened to Meltzer talk about it for like 25 minutes this morning to try to get an understanding of what's going on. On what? What did you listen? 
It was on YouTube. It, it was like okay. a video on YouTube. Um, I used to subscribe, but uh, times are tough here. I got to cut back. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, there's like layers to this. And this is my assumption. This is not fact. This is what I'm going off of. Um, the AEW locker room was upset. It all started months ago. The AEW locker room was upset because Cabana was getting cut. Yeah. And everyone in the AEW locker room, not everyone necessarily, but a majority of the people in the AEW locker room are like, what are you doing? You can't do that. He, despite the fact that he's not on television often, which is not his fault, book him. Um, he is incredibly well-liked backstage. He is a team player. He helps book matches. He helps agent. He helps younger talent. He knows everybody. He's generally a light in the locker room. He's a good person to have around. He is always in good spirits. He is pleasant. He is fun, whatever. And there was zero reason to not like he, okay, look, Joey Janela, for example, God rest his soul. God loves Joey Janela. <laughs> but he didn't bring a lot backstage and they weren't really using him. He asked for his release. They weren't going to renew his contract. Mutual. See you later. Same with Marco Stone, et cetera. But Cabana has been around for 20 plus years and can really help people. So when Khan was just going to let him go, that caused a lot of frustration. And I think a lot of people were like, this is CM Punk's fault. Not directly. I don't think anyone was directly blaming Punk, but Tony Khan, I'm also of the, of the mindset. And I could be wrong about this. I'm of the mindset that Cabana, Tony Khan never wanted to bring in Cabana. But the Young Bucks and Kenny were like, this guy is the godfather of so many different things on the independent scene. If everyone's getting a paycheck, he deserves to get one too. He was the first guy to like make merch and bring merch to like wrestling shows. And he passed that down to everybody else and everybody started doing it. Whatever. Well, not the first one, but. He's up there of this generation. To sell merch he, online. He literally created pro wrestling tees. Yeah, yeah. So. And they also know how much he can do with helping young talent, et cetera, et cetera. So I think he was a Young Bucks hire. He wasn't a Tony Khan hire. So I don't think Tony Khan ever cared in the first place. And I think Tony Khan always had in the back of his head, if I ever want CM Punk, I should probably stay away from Cole Cabana. And, mm. But Cabana came in. And then, of course, when CM Punk came in, what did Cabana do? Nothing. He's a professional. He just did what he had to do. He showed up when he had to show up. He said what he had to say, whatever. Um, and then over time, and so people were already mad about that. And I think in turn, one of those people who were mad about that were Hangman. And then Hangman said this thing about locker room cancer and protect everybody from you and all of that. And I think he took that personally. Punk took that personally and took that as an affront as relating to the Cole Cabana stuff. And Punk kept that card in his pocket, held on to it, and waited four months to finally say something. And he said it on live television rather than have a conversation backstage about it. It's very uh, childish. It's strange. Childish. Um, we have some comments here. Uh, Hassan says, oh, thanks. And probably to our hello there. Yes. Um, Hassan writes, Rampage was cool. Which Rampage you watched? It was cool. It wasn't It wasn't eventful, it was but it was uh, fine. Hassan writes, is Game of Thrones season on tomorrow? I believe it is. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe we should have a Talking Thrones uh, session. Oh, uh, Talking Thrones. That's cool. Yeah. Hassan says, CM Punk is back. The real CM Punk's back. Moody <laughs> kabooty. Uh, even, even talk of him potentially quitting. Uh, has been circling in the back. Which just is just also in terms crazy. of his attitude. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's it's, it's uh, like apparently he's got a real attitude. But to your point, what you're talking about, next slide, Tam. Um, rumbles of unhappiness in that locker room. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and really starting with Punk getting there with what happened with Colt, like you mentioned. Right. Um, uh, Meltzer uh, has been saying that people are at a breaking point. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned and that Khan really has to step up and do something rather than like, you know, just kind of say to everyone, nothing's wrong. Everyone's right. happy. Right. Um, and honestly, do you know what Tony Schiavone's new position is? Is it? I so I read like an interview that he I didn't listen to the podcast, but he said, I guess, that he just walks around the locker room and it's like, how you doing? You doing OK? It's He's a part of talent relations now. Yeah, which is great, honestly. And he's a call. great choice because he's a good guy. And he's like, yeah. uh, like the, I think the reason I'm successful is because I know how to talk to people. And, and I also, think that's a he just has respect. I mean, he's been around since the 80s. You know, yeah. everybody has to respect him. And he's, you know, talks straight shit. And he's like a funny guy and you can joke around with him. He's easy to approach. He's probably I don't think Christopher Daniels is the most approachable guy in the world based on the interviews and stuff that I've heard. I mean, I think this is the right call. Yeah. And thank God it's not JR. Because JR, yeah, of course. <laughs> they put JR talent relations now. I'm yeah. sure he was good back then, but he's too sure sensitive. He was great back then, but it was a different generation. It was a different yeah. thing. The thing that I wanna I wanna throw out there about this punk stuff and people being unhappy and all of that. Put yourself in a situation, in this situation, I guess. Think about AEW a year ago. Think about AEW fourteen months ago. No punk, no Danielson. No Cole, no Claudio, uh, some other guys. Um, do you, knowing what you know now, do you go and pick up these guys? Wait, what do you mean? Do, do you, I, do, if I'm do you make Khan? the same? Do you make the same decisions that you made? You get a huge moment with CM Punk. You get a million plus viewers for Rampage. You get some huge buy rates early on. You get this great feud with MJF, but here's the thing right like you when you bring in someone like punk think about wcw wcw in 1994 brought in hogan for the first time and in that same year see you later steve austin see you later mick foley vader started kind of creeping his way out the door pillman started creeping his way out the door like and then with hogan came honky tonk man and uh earthquake and all these other guys right so the culture is going to change no matter what you do now Punk didn't do, in the long run, he's probably not going to do what you thought he was going to do. And he completely changed the culture of your locker room, which was the number one draw of AEW for professional wrestlers, that you get to go to like a non-political locker room, everybody's friends, it's a good time, it's like a wrestler's first organization. And I'm not saying it's not that anymore, but it's not what it used to be. But you have to also put into context... Um, they were a growing company that was like had a hat from nothing, you know, sure. and this and this yeah. past summer is the first time we've seen them stumble. Yeah, really stumble, you know, which with is gonna like happen. all that it's going to happen. But with all the injuries and such like that, people were still even if you were low on the card, you were riding the high of being on the the the, the rising ship. Um, but now that you're seeing it be stagnant, like kind of like. Uh, you know, have some rocky terrain with injuries and then also like some dips in ratings, stuff like that. And some unhappiness. You start to get some unhappiness. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm curious to see where this goes next. I feel, I don't know if it's, uh, you asked the question, would I what hire Punk? What do you punk? do? Yeah, I'd hire Punk sure. in a heartbeat. I'd hire yeah. Punk. I, every single person that they hired, I'd hire because honestly, uh, they're worth it. Uh, I, would I yeah. have hired Hogan? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I would have. 
Sure. And I would have brought Honky Tonk Man and all those people because it made, <laughs> it made Hogan happy. Uh, but like, like I think Bischoff did the right thing to bring Hogan in. And I yeah. think that they he did the right thing to bring Punk Danielson, all those people in. Um, yeah, we have some comments here. Tony writes, drama queen CM Punk. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Uh, Hello. Hi, Tony. <laughs> Uh, Tony writes, Moxley should just smash a bundle of light tubes on scene. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I, Tony, get out of here. The other thing to think about... Um, I'm excited for that match, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a schmaz, and they never do schmazes, and I'm excited about that. The other thing that, that we need to remember, and this is the problem. This is the fucking problem. 974,000 viewers, consistently over 900,000 viewers every week, and number one or number two on cable every night ratings wise and you're still drawing well and you're still it's great for a company in its third year but we're not thinking of it that way because you bring in a guy like cm punk you bring in danielson like you do that you're not like an upstart anymore you're not you know you are going for it yep. and if you fall any less than competing with raw or whatever ratings wise whatever then you're going to look like a failure and that's kind of where they're at right now, even though, again, they're a three-year company, they're brand new, but it feels flat because you went all in, no pun intended, by bringing in Punk, Danielson, and Cole all at the same time. And then last year, you were doing over a million, you beat Raw a couple of months or a couple of weeks in 18 to 49 or whatever, like, you were doing it. And now you're stumbling, and now things are kind of stagnant from, like, a business perspective. I mean, the shows have been good. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think everything that they're doing is good, but now they're being compared to the WWE a little more than they than I think is fair, but also they created that. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. Uh, Joe, Joe writes, Khan's big Joe's in the chat. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I like the Joe starting shit in the the uh, fucking Discord. You all gotta join this Discord. It's getting yeah, spicy in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys gotta watch it. I'm gonna have to get a moderator one of these. Him days and S really go to town. Him and S just went to town last night, and I was just like, anyone like pizza? Yeah, thank God. <laughs> anyone want a pizza? Um, Joe writes. Khan's biggest problem in uh, all of this is that he praises Punk too much. Punk knows he'll let him do whatever he wants. Um, and but I don't think that's that's more of a CM Punk specific. I think Tony Khan lets everyone do whatever they want. Well, it's interesting a little bit too much. Meltzer said in this thing, and I recommend everybody going and it's a, it's like a twenty minute YouTube video. Uh, from it's a soundbite from his show, uh, this past yesterday. Um, Tony Khan forever was the cool boss. He was the cool, fun boss, and now a lot of people get to make their own decisions creatively. But it's always Tony Khan that has the final say. And when someone can't agree on something. Tony has to decide with one person or the other, and that a person, that other person, inevitably gets their feelings hurt, and it's creating some some friction backstage. So I mean, they also could benefit from a Booker. I don't know who that Booker would be. He just needs a strong man. He needs a Bruce Pritchard, not Bruce Pritchard, but a Bruce Pritchard type that's just able to do the dirty work for him with everyone hating him. That's why I think yeah. Gerald Briscoe would have been phenomenal for well, that. And that's the other thing to think about too. Going back to WCW and Hogan. There has never been a wrestling company in the history of the world, other than the obvious one, that hasn't had issues like this, where egos are kind of getting in the way and all of these things are happening. And that is the, the best possible trait Vince McMahon ever had of everything. I don't think Vince McMahon's that creative. 
I think he's a good businessman. I think Pat Patterson was the creative one. Uh, but the biggest and best thing, the best trait Vince ever had was that nothing, no one ever fucked with Vince. Yeah. And that's what always kept everything on the right track is that no one was ever bigger than Vince. Punk said whatever Punk wanted to say, but Vince had the final say, and everybody was like, "All right, well, we can't fuck with Vince." That's and how even it goes. Punk didn't go past what he was supposed to say. Sure, like there was never issues of like Punk going off book, you know? Like well, here, it's not just, even yeah. I mean, it's I'm just sure like here, it's like I don't know, like because like but I was they played to, with it and it was fine. But you never heard stuff like this where like yeah. someone's pissed off because of this, and someone went off script and said this, and like Vince's whole thing was always no one is bigger than the company, yeah. and it's funny because like. Vince fired all of these people and spent all of this time not pushing any of them. So now they're all in AEW having great matches and only the diehards really care because the like normal novice WWE fan is like, oh, well, that's Rusev. Rusev always lost, so I don't give a shit about Rusev. Yeah. So it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I'm very excited. Uh, I don't know. I love the tension, personally. I love it. Uh, Tony writes, AEW is, uh, has the best t-shirts. That's true. Sure. Actually, I don't. I don't know about that. I haven't bought a single AW T-shirt. Um, Joe writes, "Bruce is looking for a job." I hear, lols. Uh, please, God, don't pick him up. That's Tony. Tony would never. Useless. useless. Tony would never. No. Right? No. Yeah. There's not a chance. Um, okay, but uh, we still have more to talk about in the AEW land. Next slide, there, Tam. Um, this may be happening, Roy, because uh, uh, MJF may be returning to TV within yeah. September. Now's the time. Um, big reason is that this whole discovery merger, the uh, September ratings for TNT are crucial yeah. and they cannot be going in with a dip. They have to be higher than ever this month. And so it's very likely that they're going to be bringing uh, MJF in. Um, how do you see them doing it? I, I, I've maintained this whole time that Punk wins the match, unifies the titles, MJF comes out. And I love S's idea. I really do. Uh, friend of the show, S. Wonderful, wonderful. Friend of the show, S. S. Where are you, S? Uh, he, he has this theory that like this is all a work shoot and they're, they're going ex-WWE versus AEW originals. So like Hangman and MJF, essentially. Not like begrudging strange bedfellows they're not like on the same page and pals but and i think it's interesting but i mean i think cm punk mjf is probably the way to go for the title and and mjf wins the title but how do you bring mjf back like that like it's it's i i, I get where you're saying like i know where i want them to land is them for the title but like wh how do they get bring him back in that could match anything that was done when he left you I don't know, think like, you, you you can't think about that now. I think because they already. I don't know if they dropped the ball on it necessarily because I think they've got a plan. I think they already have a plan. But I think CM Punk wins at the pay per view, and then at the pay per view, CM Punk poses, MJF's music hits, they have a stare down, and they go off the air. Okay. Yeah. No. I think that. I, I guess you have to be simple because, like, if you try to overthink it, uh, it's just gonna get muddled. Uh, Joe writes, they need MJF back. Especially if crying boy punk leaves, <laughs> the crying boy punk isn't leaving. All right, leave crying boy punk alone. Yeah. Um, we have to keep moving on because we have it's some sad. It's still so baffling to me. I'm sorry. It's just still so baffling to me that like, Hangman. And look, I'm I'm a homer for Hangman, but like, you love Hangman. Old Hanger just says a thing in a promo to try to get heat and get things going, and Punk just never says anything to him and just waits. Like I haven't, I find it hard to believe that Hangman knew nothing about any of this. But at the same time, and I hate, 
and I hate to say this, but Triple H claims that of all of the things that Punk complained about on Cabana's podcast, Triple H never knew about any of it either. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not uh, prone to believing Triple H necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised if Punk's the type of cat, and I'm similar, where I complain about a bunch of shit to a bunch of people, but all of those people aren't the people that I need to be talking to. And then I'm like, oh, I said all these things. I talked to, oh, I've, said, I've been saying this for months, but I haven't been saying them to the right people. So my anger is still there. And then I explode in some inappropriate way, similar to how Punk did. And also, and I'll stand by this to the day I die, WWE pieces of shit most of the time. But in terms of how they treat them medically the past 20 years since Benoit and Eddie, uh, they've like, if he complained about back spasms, if he had this lump on his back, which we can't see video evidence of ever. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's video. There, there there's is. there's video of him shitting his pants, but there's no lump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there's, saying there's like, well, because the thing is, the lump was always hidden, but whatever, it's fine. The oh, lump so was, it's a, it's a, oh, it was okay. under, it was literally on his trunk. What, what, but he said you could see it in the match, and I looked, and I'm just like, you can't see anything. You should look, it's right there. It's, it's, there. it's not there. Uh, and so the thing is, I, I have like, he's someone that has a lot of internal thoughts that expects people to know them. Uh, and he's like, how could you not know I'm in pain? Don't you see me feeling in pain? <laughs> like it just yeah, what? Yeah. like, and so I, 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 while I agree with a lot of the things he says, him saying that like WWE, uh, didn't uh, medically treat him well is full of shit. Well, is uh, it, did, did Moxley call him a martyr on Wednesday? Yeah. No. Moxley did, or is that was that Triple H promo? I don't remember. Both of them did. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's true to a certain extent. I think he was like, yeah, you know, I was complaining about this. They said I was, they gave me this. But I don't think, I think he was someone that's who was like, over. I'm going to fight. I'm going to show everybody that I'm the toughest person here, and I'm going to go for it no matter what, and I'm going to blah, 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 and then do whatever I have to do. But then at the end of the day. But boy, who, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> like, who's the one to blame? You know, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. It's weird. Uh, Tony writes, CM Punk, you're fired. <laughs> Tony Khan just fired CM Punk today. Tony Khan just fired CM Punk today. Tony writes, a hangman was not even at the arena when Punk called him out. What a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, he was. He was in catering. John Silver posted. Oh, yeah, he did. And he said, best wrestler in catering, which is very funny. And it's again, it's like a cultural thing. You know, again, you got to bring in punk. You got to do what you got to do to make the money you want to make. But maybe I don't. And maybe I just reinvest my money in Cody. I don't know. <laughs> did I don't you just know. say bring back Cody? No, I'm saying back then. Cody's like better ago, for the locker room. I'm saying a year Cody ago. Cody's better for the locker room. A year ago. I still bring in Danielson and I still bring in Cole. No, 100%. Yeah. Because Danielson huh? just wants to wrestle, and Cole is from Ring of Honor and best friends with the Bucks. He is, even though he has Danielson's given well, back. Yeah, he and he also exactly he's he's training Jade Cargill, like, yeah. and Cole like even though he hasn't been used well, he's the happiest person in the world. He's with his girlfriend and his best friends. He's having the time of his life. He's getting paid a bunch of money. Cole's great for the locker room. Uh, we got uh, Joe writing. Uh, yeah, Joe writing. As good as MJF Angle is, it is going to be very hard to bring him back in a logical way, unless they do a "I'm contractually bound to be here" thing, which is interesting. Yeah, and then it makes it a feud true. with Khan. Actually, that's not bad if he just shows up and he's just like, "Here I am, contractually here to serve my term." <laughs> like, and if that's the gimmick they play, like. I think that'd be interesting. Good, good point. It's a Joe. good idea, except he, MJF is so good, and if that's what they're doing, they're going to make the company look like shit. He's going to get over, and he's going to bury the company in the process. 
if but if he knows how to play it well, if he's playing game and they give him a real like give him an incentive to be happy, he'll play game well. You know, sure. Uh, Joe writes, did Royce somewhat praise Triple H? But he's the devil incarnate. I didn't praise him. (laughs) I was just stating that what Triple H said in response to Punk stuff on Steve Austin's podcast is probably is it's possible that it could be accurate that's all <laughs> i was trying to find a triple h that's being all. like play the game <laughs> Wait, hold on i'll get there uh there's nothing triple h hey yo <laughs> okay all right wrong guy <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i just think it's possible i just think it's possible uh hassan says why cm punk got fired um CM he punk- didn't actually get fired Hassan. well he did he got his papers what are you talking about? WWE. We got his papers. He got his papers oh, on his wedding Oh, WWE. Day. Are you talking about WWE or AEW? AEW hasn't, hasn't been, been fired, fired yet. <laughs> uh, but WWE, he got fired on his wedding day, um, which is pretty funny. Uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> and you know who was have- there next to him as he got his papers? Cole Cabana. Did we, were we talking about what were we talking about? What were we last on? Uh, MJF. Okay. But yeah. sad news here yes, with uh, next yes. slide. Chris Statlander's out. Yes. Yeah, Lender is out for her too. Yeah, she's got another torn ACL on the other on her good knee. Crazy man, it's a real shame because it is a um, shame. We wanted the best for her, and she was actually starting to get interesting. Yeah, and um, she's she was going to beat Jade for that title. You think so? They said that like the plan was for her to have a high profile match against Jade, um, which would hopefully lead to her beating her. Yeah, it is sad, but I think she'll be back, and I think she'll be good. Um, I've seen videos of her on Instagram working out her other leg so okay. she's dedicated she's she's psyched she's ready she's tough. we all hope she's the best for chris name. absolutely um 100%. but we have to talk could you go to the next slide there tam because this is very important i want to change the mood here a little bit because triple h is doing such a good job <laughs> in wwe um here What's are some he of the changes so good let's uh i'll read off the list uh, <laughs> he has like um, an intelligent cohesive wrestling show Big deal. Better than some people this week. What should be expected? That's not true. Uh, I'm saying, uh, uh, yeah, he's able to do it for two hours. Tony Khan is able to do it for two hours a week. Uh, If Triple H is able to do it for 20 hours a week, however many hours. (laughs) That's pretty fucking special. Um, The creative direction, he's taking it back to basics. Just having logical storylines. Apparently, HBK said that there's going to be a more natural transition from NXT WWE, keeping their names, keeping their uh, prior feuds, NXT feuds. Possibly when they go into uh, the main roster, they'll even feud with someone that was on NXT at the start. So they're working with someone they've already familiar with, get them used to the audience, that type of thing. Smart decisions, right? Yeah, sure. Of course. That's how it Um, should always have been. Drew Gulak is now back on Twitch. Sure. But that's huge. That's great. That's great. And he he thanked Papa H. Which is uh, funny. Yeah. I'd I'd like to see Drew Gulak on television more as well. Hey, baby steps. He's at least able to pay, uh, eat food again. <laughs> like, <laughs> let Drew Gulak eat. Um, Kevin Owens is going back to the prize fighter gimmick. Which is Loving great. That. That's the awesome best thing stuff. he's done so far. Uh, and apparently, this is something a little dicey that Triple H did. Um, maybe you heard of it. Triple H has reached out, apparently, to an AEW contracted wrestler, and, and this, uh, this, which is unnamed currently. But apparently the AEW contracted wrestlers like, 
hey, that's not supposed to happen. Don't eat! <laughs> Don't eat! Don't eat to talk to me! I can't talk to them back contractually. And um, Tony's just like, hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Th- that's interesting. They're getting aggressive. Who do you think I- they uh, reach out to? It's Adam uh, Cole. You think it's Adam Cole, really? I think it's Adam Cole. It could yeah. be Adam Cole. I mean, he signed an 18,000 year deal, but it could be Adam Cole. I was thinking Dax. Why don't you quit? What? Oh, maybe it's that. Honestly. I was thinking FTR. Actually, that's a really, it's probably and if Dax. Punk in, if Punk and AEW go south, FTR is going to go south with them. But the, the other thing is that Punk will never go back to the WWE ever, no matter what. FTR will. FTR would, yeah, but Punk won't. I, I don't know about that. I, he Punk even said, hates Triple he even, H. But he even said in an interview, like when he was deciding, he's just like, yeah, just the the money wasn't right. The, like the decision wasn't right. Like they, it wasn't everything that was lined up. He was talking to them. Yeah. But he also said um, recently when Triple H took over, he was like, just because the original scumbags out doesn't mean that like anything's going to change or so. He said something like that. He didn't call him a scumbag, but, but he said something like that. But it is changing. It's so not, shows it's how not much like, you know it's not CM really. Punk, okay. CM Crystal Ball Punk. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I got it. <laughs> CB <laughs> Punk, Crystal Ball Punk. Crystal Ball Punk, CB Punk. That's very good. That's a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, what do we have here? Are you guys... <laughs> we got fired. Uh, Hassan says on AW. No, uh, CM Punk has not gotten fired yet. He's not gotten fired. We're joking around. Hassan writes, uh, are you guys... Uh, are you guys good? <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're Thanks okay. so much for checking in on us. Yeah, we really appreciate it's it. Nice. Uh, nice. Wizzy to be says Statlander is going to start walking like the great Kali. <laughs> Stop that. That's don't a nice callback like though. Woodsy. That was a good callback. Nice call uh, don't, don't curse her with that. Woodsy who won the SmackDown? Uh, who won the intercontinental title? One uh, number one contender match last night. Yeah. Let us know. Woodsy. Woodsy will know. Uh, Joe writes, Punk will never be fired by Khan. Khan will show up next week with cookies and flowers on his knees. I'm sorry, Punk. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I don't disagree with that, though. That's he loves problem. CM Punk he more does. than life itself. He does. Uh, Wizzy the B says, never thought all three hours of Raw would be interesting. It wasn't. Uh, I saw some of Raw, and it was interesting. It was like a sure. and great wrestling. Great yeah. wrestling night. Always um, good wrestling. Not always. I'm saying in the past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Past couple of weeks. Good rest. Um, Hassan says, uh, you are a good fans today. <laughs> Aw, thank you, Hassan. Hassan, thank you so much, Hassan. Nice. We appreciate you. And you're a good fan, too. We can uh, always count on you, Hassan. You're so pleasant, Hassan. Join yeah. the Discord. Join the uh, Discord. Send, <laughs> send over. Uh, give us an email at loserleasepod at Gmail. We want you in there, Hassan. Yeah, good uh, uh, Chica Marks writes, that voice did sound like Adam Cole's. Which voice? I don't know which one I did. Wizzy to be says it's Gresham. What does that mean? It's uh, Gresham. Gresham's the high level talent. That uh, that wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was Gresham because he's still what technically under contract. The the talent that that Triple H reached out to, and we don't have confirmation that it was Triple H, but someone reached Gresham out. Gresham did not reach out to him because Gresham is not going to be like. Oh, hey, Tony, Tony Khan. Yeah, that's hey, right. Hey, Tony, yeah. my best friend. To- yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, oh no. Uh, uh, Chica Mark says that voice sound like Adam Cole. Which, who was I saying? Um, when, sound like- uh, you were doing a little kid voice. Who's the kid voice? Who's uh, calling? Oh, Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I think. Yeah. Tony. Oh, that's right. That didn't sound like him. Joe writes, open your heart, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> open your heart, Roy. Triple H had his faults in the past. But he is really improving oh things. So I am tired of hearing about how Triple H had his faults in the past, but we can all agree that he's grown and moved on, blah, blah, blah. He's improving Whatever. Things. 
Whatever. Whatever. You know, he fucked over FTR like within the well, last he, three to four years. Yeah, I don't think that was him. How do you, I, why in the world would you think I, him? Have you heard this story? I've told you this story. I've told this story before on this. Shawn very... Michaels was a little shit to them. And Triple H didn't take the time afterwards to be like, hey, guys, thanks for doing that. Triple H fucking mentored them and didn't take the time to be like, sorry, you guys are getting buried tonight. Didn't take a second to talk to them. And he should have. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, if Sean Waltman can, who doesn't work for the company, Triple H. Because he can't, doesn't work for the company. Oh you think, tri do you think <laughs> Triple H? I, I, I have a question. If you're at a company where everyone talks I about have a question. I have a question. <laughs> can I ask a question here? Uh, <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? Uh, Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, but he's working for the company. Everyone talks to everyone. He can't go up to talent and be like, sorry, you're used improperly. So no, then you're said right. talent could then go to Meltzer and said, because they went to Meltzer to say Sean Walton did it. They said Sean no, Walton he did didn't it. go to Meltzer. I heard the story right out of Dax's uh, mouth. So yeah, exactly. Some da Dax said it. That's the issue. It's About the fact four that, years like, later. Yeah, but if he, yeah, but if he goes and says like Triple H, sorry for it, very, like it, it just gets out. No, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. Tri after the whole thing happened, X-Pac went over to them and said thank you and shook their hands and thanked them for the segment. Triple H could have walked over and done the same exact thing. I'm sorry. That's all I'm saying. Was, uh, what else was Sean Waltman doing that night? Nothing. Oh, Actually, my Triple God. H You're was right. just like, uh, uh, Triple H right. was like, oh, after this segment, oh. I then have to do all this oh, paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It must be so difficult. Why are you yelling at me? 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 Boy, stop. You're really hurting JR. It must be uh, so difficult to walk over to someone, shake their hand, and say, Thank you. Why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> to say, Why are you yelling at me? Uh, would it be uh, Hassan Terrell? That was nice. No, you are nice, Hassan, and we appreciate you. Uh, Wizzy to be says, Seamus. <laughs> oh, Seamus oh, won. Seamus okay. versus Gunther Actually, at Clash of the good. Castle. That should be fun. That should Actually, be fun. that's going to be. Fucking stiff as shit. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna beat the shit out of each other. Sorry about Seamus's neck. Oh, Sean, Hassan says, "Oh, thanks, guys. You are friendly." Yes, Hassan, we are. you are actually making our my day. I'm about to go down to Taco <laughs> Bell and give me a blah, blah, blast. That's for you. Um, Joe writes, "Triple H loves FTR. He would take them back in a heartbeat and push them to the top." I'm sure. I believe that. I'm not convinced. Hassan writes, uh, "Nice hat." Thanks. <laughs> it's a brewer's cap. Um, Joe writes 80 to 90% of those that have worked with him in the last couple of years have been glowing of Triple H, saying how much he's done for them and their careers. Everyone in wrestling has something that don't like, someone that don't have people that don't like. Um, good point, Joe. Good point. Um, do you have anything to say about that? Sure. No, I don't. Can we move on? <laughs> okay, I'll move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I've, I've heard. I heard people like him. I get it. <laughs> I like him too. Before AEW started, I loved him. Even <gasps> oh, though he was trying good. to put Ring of Honor and New Japan out of business. It's fine. Uh, but we have to go to the next slide here, Tam. Uh, because there's some not so nice things happening in the WWE land. Um, I think NXT UK is dead, kind of. Yeah, Are they kinda, dead? Yeah. Uh, it, NXT is becoming NXT Europe. Whatever that means. I didn't really read too much about it. But then in conjunction with that, they released like half of the NXT uh, UK wrestlers. 
I, I started writing them down, then realized I don't like, know any of the people they are. Yeah, <laughs> so I just I, I know mean, Trent Seven is gone. Trent Seven's gone. Flash Morgan Webster's gone. Andrew, Wild Boar. Wild Boar. Uh, Andrew I have a list. something. Yeah. Mark I mean, Andrews. Mark Andrews. Jack, Jack Stars. Uh, Amade. Uh, Ashton Smith. Millie McKenzie. Nina. Uh, Samuel, Sam Gradwell, <laughs> Danny, uh, Luna, and, and Dave Master. Master. Too. Yeah, yeah, Dave, Dave yeah, Master. Dan, yeah, 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 that guy. Um, I like that dude too. I like some yeah. of those guys in there. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a good wrestling show. Uh, I'm glad that Ilya Dragunov is still around. He's great. We don't know that yet. <laughs> the The status of uh, Ilya and Gnome Dar are unknown. Oh, Gnome Dar. Uh, well, I hope, I, I hope that Ilya... I, I don't hope that he gets released necessarily, but if you're going to hold on to him, bring him to America and put him on TV because that guy fucking rules. Yeah, he's he's, he's dope. He's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have like strong feelings about this either way. Um, yeah, bring him to, to the States and get rid of that fucking jacket he brings to the ring. Hate that sure. shit. And also bring Nigel McGuinness back to America and get him on commentary because I, I like Nigel McGuinness too. Yeah. And get Gnome Dar over here. I like Gnome Dar. Yeah, Gnome Dar is good too. Yeah. 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 And get um, Michael, get Michael Satamora over here as well. I think she was yeah, a champ. Michael Satamora over here this instant. We want that. Uh, Joe writes, uh, Roy is the real reason they don't like Triple H now. Uh, Joe, no, Roy is the real reason they don't like Triple H now is because he poses a threat to AEW. We can love two companies again. Joe, you're trying to get shit started. That's not true. I don't think they're that loyal to Go into the Discord and eat some pizza. you you got (laughs) to calm down. Otherwise, you're going to the dog pound. Nice. Good Um, bark. Good bark. We have to move on to some really sad news. Um, Could you go to the next slide, Tam? Brandy Rhodes is training at the performance center. <laughs> uh, maybe Farrah Del Rey could fix it. Maybe, maybe that's what she needs. Honestly, like her wrestling skills aside, which are atrocious, <laughs> she has a, a, a personality that's grating, but could be a good heel. Sure, she has a lot of charisma, and she's there. She's like, a, I think actually the performance center could help her out a lot with her promo work and like just kind of like less is more. Yeah. A less is more approach, but man, am I not excited for them to try to push her? No, I'm not and excited. I, I do for not either. want them paired together. I like them together, but only when, when Cody's heels. a heel. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I do not want yeah. them together when he's trying to be this baby face, and then she's coming around being like, "I support him." Like I yeah, don't want that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, Woodsy to be says Dragonoff is going to join Walter on SmackDown. That be I those two That's together. That's a good put them in Imperium. Uh yeah, put them in Imperium with the plan to eventually turn them against each other. Yeah, yeah. Because they fucking have great matches. They kill each other. Sure, but like have them in there because I think he looks the part. Uh and it's a great way to introduce someone. And that's a great, you know, just just put them in there. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and uh we have one more news item for the day, Roy. What do you got? And this is a discussion piece. Sure. Of uh next slide there, Tam. There's another rumor of a uh, last uh, match coming around. Conrad Thompson has reached out to someone. Did you hear who? No. I think you'll love it. And I love it. It's me. It's me. That's nice. It's D-D-D. Yeah. Who's he fighting, though? Don't know. Um, they, he just said he was reached out by Conrad about a last match. That's a good choice because the sure. guy's in great shape. Uh, he could do his basic things still pretty well. Yeah, and he can still all, hit a diamond cutter. 
That's all he really needs to do. A few punches, a diamond cutter. And he's not someone that's going to be like, yeah, give me a 30-minute match. No. He's going to be someone that's like, let me have a solid five to seven-minute match. Was Flair's last match 30 minutes? 27 minutes long. Jesus Christ. I'm glad I haven't watched it yet. 27 minutes long. That's a lot of time. 20 minutes of Andrade doing all the work. 10 minutes of Ric Flair struggling to breathe <laughs> like yeah. it's just um but uh if we get uh ddp would be a good choice ddp is a fun time that's fun that's better than anybody else i can think of right now except for sid i think that's great you want sid to have a last match oh it'd be so fun it'd be like 30 seconds bring him out with a stretcher like an ecw he power bumps some guy probably drops him on his head and that's it that's a shitty main event <laughs> <laughs> right right that should be the opener yeah, it's a it's DDP's last match and Sid's too. It's fighting Serpentico in the opener. DDP versus Sid. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Joe writes, uh, "Are we not going to talk about Flair's weed company? Um, do we? Uh, I, hey, I, that good for you. A while Flair. ago, isn't that yeah. a while ago? I guess like, Goldberg's got a I CBD a company ago. now. Goldberg, RVD, uh, Kevin Nash." Love that. I trust that I more than Kevin anybody Nash's else. Detroit weed. Yeah, man. I haven't uh, listened to his podcast. yet. have you? I listen to clips. The problem is they talk about whatever. Sean Oliver's like a little obnoxious, but they also like, well, they'll get into politics and, they'll get, and I don't, I don't really just talk to me about whatever, you know, who's killing it though. And this is no surprise to you. Foley is doing exactly what I want him to do. They're talking about Sabu. They're talking about WCW. They're talking uh, about him and Eddie Gilbert. Like that's the shit that I want to hear about. It's great. I've fallen off the past few weeks on all podcasts. So I have to really sure. do some catching up. Cause I haven't listened since, uh, I forget when, um, yeah. I guess it was him for his comeback his WrestleMania 20 thing. Sure. Um, but man, yeah, that's the end of the news. The end of the news. That's the end of the news. But we got some content for you. You asked for it. We're bringing it. Roy, do you want to announce this? So a couple of weeks ago in the chat during uh, Woos and What, I think it was, I might have been Woodsy the Beast, Meta Sunbro, Hex Infinity. One of you mentioned uh, doing a top 10 list of uh, something nuts. It was like the build up to returns, like not the returns themselves, but like, the top 10 builds to returns. That I can't do that. that yeah, I, I could try, but it would take me a very long time. So instead, we're bringing you the top 10 returns in the history of professional wrestling, according to myself. And of course, this list is going to be personal to me. There's some that we might disagree with. There's some that, uh, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's get started, right? Let me pull up... Um, let me pull up the stream so I can see the images uh, as we do this. And Tam, if you want to get us ready and go to that first slide, uh, I got to turn the volume down so I can't hear anything. Okay, Tam, if you want to go to the first slide, number 10, the number 10 best return in the history of professional wrestling. I'm writing these down. I should say that seven, uh, no, eight, nine, and 10, kind of or whatever. But uh, number 10 is The Big Show. In 2008, he was gone for a bit. Look, it was pickings were slim here. I honestly, <laughs> um, trying to think of some. But, uh, what, what, how did he, I don't remember this. How did he return? That he, was so momentous. He returned at No Way Out 2008 after being gone for over a year. And people thought that he was going to retire and he wasn't coming back. He came back, bald head, looked super slim, looked great. The best he'd looked in a decade. And immediately got into it with Floyd Mayweather which was a very big moment at the time. Floyd Mayweather punches him in the face, breaks his nose, setting up their showdown. That was pretty cool. Good point. Pretty important. 
this is number 10 uh, of the list uh, so far. Let's move on to number nine. <laughs> Do you have any this thoughts? This is going to be, I guess, uh, I want to see what your number nine is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> number nine, Tam. What beat out this one? <laughs> <laughs> so number nine uh, is a return and a debut in a way. I think this is number nine. I want to make sure that uh, this is right. I believe the number nine, yes, is American Badass Undertaker. So Undertaker gets buried alive, Survivor Series 2000. No, that's not true at no. all. That's the return of the dead man. I don't yeah. know what happens to him. I think he was ministry. You're, sa you're saying when, when he left, you get married, the end of 99. or yeah. uh, And then he was gone for like six, seven months. Yeah. And then he came back. What was it? Summers? Not it summer. Was, summer before it was that. like Judgment, Judgment Day or Day. Backlash, one of those. And he debuts. First time anyone has ever seen him on a motorcycle. He's the American badass. I'm pretty sure his first theme song was Kid Rock. And then he ended up with Limp Bizkit. Uh, that music plays. He's riding the motorcycle. He's got the long hair. His hair's orange. He's yeah. natural hair color for one of the very few times in his career after he became The Undertaker. And this was pretty important. And this kind of set off like... Uh, to me, Undertaker's best run. I understand there's probably a lot of other runs that were probably better, but like Undertaker as Undertaker, gosh, uh, Big Evil is the best version of the Undertaker in my opinion, yeah. and this is the precursor to Big Evil. So this is he number was, nine for me. He was a little sluggish when he came back. Sure. He was definitely. Hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> oh, where do you put that? Yeah. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> but he was a little sluggish when he got sure, back. Sure. But uh, like this was a precursor for. We the also best have one. to think about this. I, I should I should preface this by saying these are all moments. These are. It's not about what happened after. It's about the significance and the importance of, what of happened, the moment in the of the moment and when it happened. So okay, let's I'm go to number you, eight. I'm gonna get you're gonna get some heat in the Discord for this. I've, this is a pretty WWF S, heavy list. S is going to rip you asunder. Just wait till we get to the top five. Okay. Uh, before uh, before we get there, we have some comments here. Um, Woodsy B says, are we not going to talk about Ezekiel in the hospital? Actually, I, I wanted to bring it up, but I didn't want to bum everyone out. Ezekiel's <laughs> in the hospital, and we don't know what's going to happen with his career. But thankfully, Elias might be coming back. And also, his dad might be coming to the ring. Uh, he was a former fighter in his day. Uh, uh, Hassan says, what Clash of the Castle is coming? Uh, when is it coming, Roy? Next week or two okay. weeks from now. Same weekend I'll watch as it. AEW. Yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, Joe writes, Ezekiel and his family are the greatest stable of all time. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll do a top 10 stables of all time. Good. That's next. That's the Joe, next one. Your random comment has turned into a great next week. Good line. Uh, um, number eight. Number eight is the return and debut of Goldberg in the WWE. Now, why is this important? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're making eyes over here. Uh, this is important on a lot of levels, right? You got to think about it. Goldberg had been off television for a while, horribly misused in his last year in WCW, was getting his pay, was getting everything, and he debuts the night after WrestleMania against The Rock. Spears The Rock, Spears Hollywood Rock out of his little boots, and this is the one of the best runs of The Rock's career up until this point. He had beaten, he had come back in January, January, February of 2003. At No Way Out, he beats Hogan. At WrestleMania, he beats Austin. Then the next night, he's like, who's left? There's nobody left. I've beaten Hogan and Austin. I've beaten the two most popular wrestlers. Did he wrestlers. say who's next? No, I, he might have. I don't know. I didn't watch the oh, segment good. to do this. Um, but I should mention that all of the images in this uh, countdown are from the very night that they debuted for the record. Um, 
and then Goldberg debuts. And it's a huge moment. It's really, it's a genuinely huge moment, but it's weird. It's definitely a weird moment because JR is calling Goldberg and they're playing the music and they're doing the whole thing and he spears The Rock and it's good, but it's weird. And then in his debut match, he beats The Rock. So I think this is pretty important. Okay. This is a really good debut. <clears throat> Interesting. But lacks uh, it lacks historical significance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. But it, it makes the list. Okay. Number right. seven, Tam. Now it's supposed to be getting into the real stuff, it's right? It's really the top, yeah, top six, top seven. This one definitely should make the list. I think you might you might say that this should be higher, but whatever. Uh, number seven, another night after WrestleMania debut or return. 2012, Brock Lesnar returns oh. to WWE after. Oh, wait. I lied. I lied. I lied. I got my list confused. Number seven is actually... John Moxley returning to AEW after getting out of rehab. And you may oh, say to interesting. yourself, this isn't that significant. False. <sighs> it's incredibly significant. And I'll tell you why. First of all, John Moxley, not only did he return, but he looked incredible. He had that return body. That's clean and sober living body. He looked fucking Gosh. great. First of all. Second of all, this was the first time, probably in the history of professional wrestling, that a wrestler just put his emotions on his sleeve and talked about real life shit. Came back from rehab. Everyone said, everyone knew where he went. Everyone knew that he was coming back. He cut a great promo. He told the guy to shut the fuck up like within two seconds on live television and got the guy kicked out of the building. And ever since then, he's gone on the run of his career. I think this is a this is an important return for the like, this is an important return for the the culture that is professional wrestling and professional wrestling fandom. Similar to Eddie Kingston, two guys who are willing to be open and vulnerable about what they struggle with in real life and using that in professional wrestling. And this is a good example of someone who came back and was honest and since then has gone on a great run. I appreciate this list so far because one, this is a very – I feel like this is a very in Roy's brain list. And I guess right. I would do the same thing. Sure, my, my some of my picks. Uh, I can't wait to show you some of mine. Uh, yeah. I only did a top five. Well, we'll uh, see. I, I I think some of our picks will match up. A few I don't of know. Them. I don't know, but maybe. Um, so Moxley's number six. Very number seven. Number Joe seven writes, is Moxley. Number seven. Uh, Joe writes, um, not to nitpick, but. Is this list of returns or debuts? Goldberg a, is a debut. I've thought a lot I, about this. I've thought a I, lot I, about this. I will say that in the grand scheme of things, everyone knew who he was. Right. It's a return. Right. Uh, I, I feel like if you're I feel like if they're not on national television, it's a debut. If they're coming back, it's a return. Right. Uh, agreed. If you've been gone from wrestling for more than a year and the company that you used to work for no longer exists. Would you call the Nightmare Cody Rhodes a return or a debut? That's a return. return. That's a return. That should be on this list. I didn't even think of that. That should be number 10 on this list. The big show you should not be on this list. You think that should be number 10? It should be in the it's, it's either 8, 9 or 10 for me. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. I have some I have a list of ones here. Now I've like, given away my a, number that'd 6. Be a, that better be a return. That's right? a return. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a return. Not and a debut, but even though the Nightmare Cody Rhodes has never been in WWE. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and there's a couple. There's a couple in my top four or five. Mm, there's one in my top four or five that are similar from a debut slash return. Which one is it? But I went with it. But anyway, number six has been ruined. It's Brock Lesnar Brock after Lesnar. being gone. Tim, you can go to number six. 
Uh, yeah, I think this was really important because he had been gone for ten, eight years, I guess, and the WWE product at the time was pretty stagnant. They, they ruined him. they ruined CM Punk. Like he had just become champion, but they kind of ruined his whole run. And John Cena was stale at the top, and they needed somebody new. And here comes Brock. And look what Brock has done since. I rag on Brock a lot. I think he's gotten stale in a lot of ways. That's not necessarily his fault. I think recently he's reinvented himself with the ponytail and all that shit. But there's there's a while where he was pretty stale. But he was always very exciting, especially around this period of time. And it, that it added a new layer. Yeah, that match is incredible. That match is incredible. Extreme Rules, what was it, 2013? 12. 12. Uh, Extreme Rules, 2012. He gives it his all. Yeah. I, you'll, you'll never see Brock Lesnar give more of himself than his return match. Crazy. And, then, and he, for some reason, those fools made him lose. Those yeah. fools made him lose. That was the stupidest decision I've ever it seen. It was trying to get John Cena's heat back because he lost to The Rock. Lose twice. Really mediocre match. Uh, Tony writes, Super Dragon's return to PWG. That's a good one, Tony. That's a good one. Didn't quite make the list. Just like Sandman returning to ECW didn't quite make my list either. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Joe writes, Cody's return should definitely be in the top five. Let's talk about the top five first before we start talking about okay. Cody. Okay. Cultural significance. Remember, cultural significance. Okay. Okay. We're here. We're here. Now we're let's here. go to number five, Tam. This one I think people forget about very often, but it had a huge impact. And it like skyrocketed a rocket that was already flying, but it, it uh, really juiced it up. It kept it flying. Number <laughs> five, the night after WrestleMania 14, X-Pac, Sean Waltman returns to the WWF. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And like the re crowd reaction, everyone went mild. <laughs> everyone went nuts. Are you kidding? Okay. It went, go back and watch the promo. I'll watch it again. I'll watch go it back again. and watch the promo. He. This is the first time that the WWF openly, who's not Vince or Jim Cornette, uh, talks about Eric Bischoff, mistreatment from WCW, how Waltman's there to take down WCW, and it launches DX into the version of Degeneration X that we all remember and think of fondly. If you go back and watch a lot of the Shawn Michaels Triple H stuff of DX in 97, early 98, it kind of sucks. It's not good. They're playing yeah. strip poker. They're, doing, they're like cooking hot dogs. It's really stupid. stupid, stupid shit. Shawn Waltman changes DX for the better. And also just really like cements the upper mid card for this era of the WWF. Okay. I, I'm going to, and it's also the first real pickup that the WWF had in that era. I guess I, I okay. Okay. Like he had some momentum going into it. Cause he was a member of the NWO. Sure. But like, I don't know something about that. It's just like the, the reaction I have to watch, but I, the reaction I assume is just like, Oh, yeah. I remember him. And then he starts okay. talking. And then he starts talking. And he's burying Bischoff. And he's shouting out Nash and Hall. And he's talking about the click. And that's not something that was done all the time at that okay. period I'll, of time. I'll, 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 I'll seed it a little bit. It's significant. <laughs> it's significant. <laughs> it was. And now Joe's bringing, up, <laughs> Joe's bringing up another thing that like was honorable mention for me. Interesting. We'll we'll talk about uh, after after number five. We'll get into some of these. Uh, number four, we talked about last week, and I wasn't going to put it on my list, but I just thought about it, and I had and to, to answer it. answer you, Hassan. Yes, uh, Sean Waltman is X Pac. Um, but continue, Roy. Hassan, say that. Hassan asked. 
Hassan asked that? That's great. Let's go to number four. This is one that <laughs> you've already disagreed with because I already brought it up. But I'm going for it. You're saying, man. <laughs> number four is not a wrestler returning, but the only good uh, company revival in the history of professional wrestling, ECW One Night Stand 2005. Uh, this is... From start to finish, the best first of all, that picture. I love that picture. That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> the only, the, it's the best ECW pay-per-view ever. Yeah. And the emotions that went into it, the crowd from start to finish, the angle at the end with the ECW originals and the WWE guys, the whole thing was a wonderful, wonderful comeback. A one-night return for ECW. It was fantastic. It was the best. It was the best. If they had never done anything ever again, this could potentially be number one. But mm. they kept going, and then TNA did their whole thing, and there was all this other shit. So this doesn't make it. But for this show, in the importance of saying goodbye to ECW the way that the fans really wanted to, this deserves to be on this list. And for me, this is number four. But wait, hold on. Let's let's just sit on this one for a second. Because when you talk about a return, I'm expecting a moment. So sure. when it was announced, or are you saying? The show itself. The show itself was the return. The show itself was the return. Okay. And the moment. It was one big moment. Uh, just a few comments here. Joe writes, so should Triple H, after returning from quad surgery, that was huge. Roy said that's in honorable mentions. We'll have a discussion that about that soon. That is an honorable soon. mention. Uh, Woodsy says, seeing, uh, seeing those bloody smile from the brawl with Brock on the go-home Raw before Extreme Rules was awesome. Yes, yep. it was really cool. Yep. Yep. Joe says, no, it's co-star uh, co-star of One Night in China. It's the co-star of One Night. Joe, no jo China jokes on this show. Ever. Yeah. Uh, I I'll stand by that. China yeah. deserves all the respect in the world. Hassan says, Stone Cold and Sandman. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love you, Hassan. Uh, Tony writes, Sandman never got to Kane Austin. But <laughs> 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 Kane as like, Kane! <laughs> 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 for a second. Uh, that's true. He never did get to Kane Austin, which would have yeah. been cool. They should have had a match. Yeah, they should have had a match. <laughs> they probably on, did, honestly. With a beer on your shirt match. <laughs> yeah. um, they probably had a Raw match in 2008. <laughs> um, got, yeah. Uh, now, the top, my top three are from, all from different promotions. So, interesting. Pretty interesting. Okay. And again, it's my list. So. No, it's just. Let's go to number three, Tam. Number three happened in 2011, 2012. And it is the return after more than a decade away from the WWE. It is the return of Brett the Hitman Hart. A time that we never okay. thought would ever right. happen. Finally right. putting the Montreal Screwjob to bed. The Montreal Screwjob, the most important moment in the history of professional wrestling, by the way. Bar none. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bret Hart returning to the WWE, shaking Shawn Michaels' hand, and then promptly getting kicked in the dick by Vince McMahon uh, is a very, very significant and important moment. And it's also just good for Bret. He got to, you know, he got to put some demons to bed that night. And he got a nice little, he became a uh, U.S. champion. He wrestled on the WWE team against uh, the Nexus. So yeah, he, he got, got to he got to have he got some, some paydays. He got some paydays. He got some, he got paydays. some paydays. And considering he was never cleared to actually hurt anyone, pretty good that he won the U.S. title. Oh, no, no, not, not cleared to ever get hurt. 
get hurt right he's he not allowed to take a move right. he could he could throw punches and kicks he just can't fall down um joe says i disagree with some of the exclusions on the list but the wwe heavy list proves one thing wwe delivers big moments yeah uh, except the top two are from the wwe Woodsy says Brett returns was 2010 because that was the first night of the TNA Monday Night War. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Very interesting. That's true, Woodsy. interesting, Woodsy, too. If you ever get the chance to go back and read Meltzer's breakdown of the ratings from that night, really interesting. Really, really interesting. Um, Eight million people plus were watching professional wrestling that night. Eight million. Wow, that's the first time in a while. Uh, And, uh, okay, Brett number three. Very interesting. Brett number three. Now let's move to number two. Now this one... For all my WCW heads out there, this was a very, very important moment for me. I had just become a wrestling fan three or four months earlier, but it is the night after Fall Brawl 1998 when Ric Flair makes his return to the WCW after being sued by Eric Bischoff mm. in real life. That's a good one. Thinking he would never get to come back. It was this wonderful moment where Arn Anderson and J.J. Dillon come out. They're in suits. They, they basically reform the Four Horsemen that night. And there's this wonderful moment where before they introduce Ric Flair, they're in Charlotte, North Carolina. They're in Flair's hometown. It's horseman country. And he's and Arn has the mic and he says something like, well, this is it. This is the horseman. And then JJ kind of like taps Arn on the shoulder and Arn goes, oh, what a goof. What a goof. Oh, he keeps calling himself a goof. And then he brings out Ric Flair. Rick comes down. He's already crying. He's on the ramp and he's crying. He's so emotional. He's in an excellent suit. Also, if you notice in this picture, I just wanted this is a little this is behind the scenes. You see where the number two is located? It's perfectly yeah. on Chris Benoit's face. <laughs> um, and um, he, I had never seen anything of Ric Flair's before this. So Flair comes out and he's crying and then he just gets fired up and he's angry and he talks about tradition and he talks about Bischoff. And how Bischoff can't get rid of him and how everybody loves him. And then Bischoff comes out and he starts screaming, fire me. I'm already fired. Fire me. And it's such a wonderful moment. It's so, so important. And this might be, don't quote me on this, this might be the last time that Nitro ever beat Raw in the ratings. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. And I think this is a really good one. I think your last two have been really spot on. Yeah. I can't say so much for some of the others, but what do I? <laughs> wait, uh, what's uh, what's your number and then one? Let's let's go to number one. I think I, I mean, know what your number one is. It's a it's a controversial decision now. All things after considered, t- after this episode, but uh, yeah. exactly one year, yeah, from the return, the number one return in the history of professional wrestling is CM Punk. This is like could be a debut. This could be a return, but this is a return to professional wrestling. Yeah, he explicitly states it in his promo. This is a return to professional wrestling. And I actually, it was an accident. I didn't even mean to because I didn't know. When I made this list, I didn't know this was the one-year anniversary. But I went back uh, and watched the beginning. Just him entering the ring before he even talks. I still get chills to this day. It is such a powerful, powerful moment. The reaction from the crowd. The fact that they're in the United Center, which is one of the biggest buildings AEW ever ran. And to think that after all these years, Punk actually came back to professional wrestling. It was huge. It was yeah. huge. It was the biggest. It was the biggest return in the history of professional wrestling. That's very good. Actually, I, uh, I'm not mad at your top three at all. Those are the I think three that I three, actually felt strongest about. Top three is, I, I think they have to stick. Um, Want to hear some ones that I'd include in there? Yeah. Yeah. I would put 
at my oh, so I'm getting rid of Big Show, Undertaker, Goldberg, <laughs> Xbox, and ECW. Uh, I'll get I'll keep Mox and Brock in there, uh, but they're going to the number ten. I would give Cactus Jack. In oh, that's a good one. In two thousand, not ninety seven. Two thousand when he cut uh, both. I'll add them together, but like <laughs> but I'll say Cactus because of that. That promo is just like. He's like, uh, mankind is not prepared to have a match with you at the Royal Rumble. But I, I think I know a guy who is. I think you know the guy pretty and well. he's like undressing as it's happening, right? Yeah, yeah, His yeah. name is Cactus Jack. Yeah. And he's going to kick your teeth all over the city of Chicago. Boom. Boom. Great. Great. So I put that at number 10. That's a good one. I'd keep uh, Moxley. I put Moxley at nine. Sure, sure. I put Brock at eight. Okay. I put at number seven. Sting in 2016-2017 at WWE when he I showed up at the Survivor that. Series yeah. to help Dolph Ziggler win for Team WWE that, against the Authority. Is that a debut? No, it's not a return. We're we're going with they. Everyone knows they, okay. they they get the if they get the big pop because people know who they are. It's a return. Oh, that's right? a good one too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so I put that that at number seven. Number six, I would put. John Cena at the Royal Rumble. That's at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was big, big pop. Big pop. Big pop. Yeah. Um, number five, I put Triple H returning from his quads. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I don't know if I'm on board with injury returns. There's a, We can make a whole list of top 10 injury returns. Like Bret this Hart? Is, what are you talking about? An injury return? <laughs> no way. Bret Hart doesn't count. Bret Hart was, is an injury return. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about a guy who's gone for six months to a year because of an injury. Kurt Angle would be on that list multiple times. Big Show, and, Undertaker. Yeah, uh, like um, that's a whole other, like John Cena could be on that list. Moxley, multiple. technically. Like, all these people who came back for the Royal Rumble after getting hurt in the middle no, of the year. No, but I'm saying year, they, they're top. Like, I'm not, but Kurt Angle never had that kind of pop. I'm talking about like Cena and Triple H, that place lost it. Sure, 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 sure. I'm not, but, I'm not disputing. I'm just saying, but like a good example, this is in the chat. I'm going to read this. Um, Woodsy the Beast says, the fact that Edge's rumble return wasn't even mentioned is a crime. That is a good example of not so much an injury return. Like that's like a, your career's over forever and you're never going to come back. Oops, I'm able to wrestle again. That's That should have been on this list. That is an omission. That to I, I, me but, beats Triple H and Cody. That no, Edge, I'm looking Edge for the return. moment though. I'm looking for the the comeback moment. I'm not saying necessarily like Edge coming back is cool, but his moment of coming back was kind of predictable. Everyone kind of knew he was coming back for that rumble. But you want to talk uh, about a pop though? Yeah, that was that was the. I think that the Triple H CM Cena's drowned that out in comparison. Mm -hmm. uh, Hassan writes Brett the Hitman Hart, damn straight. Joe writes also where's Shawn Michaels' return? That was big and changed the main event scene in WWE for years. Wasn't that a was moment. The, wasn't a moment. Was a moment. Was I don't think moment. Edges was. It was really a gradual either. return too. Like he was in, in the NWO, and then he had the thing. And it was like a gradual return. And uh, Joe agrees with you on Joe agrees with you on Edge, but it got leaked a little bit the week before. But like, I, I, that's why I think it lessened. No one knew Triple H was going to be coming back for that. No I one knew Cena, uh, Cena was going to be there. I, I remember the, the, the no Cena, Cena thing, sure, but the Cena thing, sure. But Triple H, they advertised that Triple H was coming back. It wasn't like a big. I mean, it was ended up being a big exciting. moment, but they advertised it. It was exciting, sure. And my number four, in replace of your ECW one night stand, <laughs> is the Sandman returning to ECW specifically? Cody Rhodes, sure, sure. Cody Rhodes, 
in all his AEW regalia. Yeah. Uh, that, that was pretty special. That was pretty that was special. special. That was absolutely special. Should have been on the list. I didn't think of a lot of things from this year with the exception of Moxley and Rehab. But I like the idea of us doing that. Great job, Roy. Everyone give Roy an excellent job for what a, what a, a, a honest and thoughtful uh, uh, thing. Wait, where's the kids screaming? Where's the kids screaming? I will do stables. However, there's a stipulation to stables. What do you mean? We can do the top 10 stables, but the NWO and DX are omitted from it. Let's get rid of the four horsemen, too. Okay, fine. I'll get rid of the four horsemen. The semi's got to be number one, top, though. <laughs> the top 10 stables that aren't the DX, NWO, or four horsemen. That's it. <laughs> That's, okay. <laughs> That's actually well, How do you define a stable? How many people need to be in it for it to be a stable? Three? Three. Or more? Three. Three. Okay, great. Three. Three. Because, like, the New Day. We're going to be on this list. Do you consider them a stable? Just like the Freebirds. You consider the Freebirds a stable? Yeah. Stable faction. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, there's there's two of them right there. Well, we don't know who is going to be a number one. Who's going to battle it out? Yeah. Uh, but those three teams are not allowed on the list. Yeah. yeah we They've won enough. The that everybody talks about. They've won enough. Right, Roy? Why is it? Well, yeah, they've won enough. I think Bullet Club should be allowed. What's that? Uh, Woodsy, Woodsy wrote, Bullet Club isn't allowed either. Yeah, Bullet Club's allowed. They're number nine. <laughs> Bye. They'll be in the top ten. Shit. They'll be there. They might be. Who knows? The early versions. The early uh, versions. Joe writes, oh, and Daniel Bryan's WWE return should have been there. Um, honestly, because yeah. I don't really remember his specific return. You like, know, like, yeah. like when he returned uh, from his concussion stuff and he had that match, but it was a tag team with the uh, against The Miz, you know? Yeah. What Wasn't it? it? It was him and Shane, I think, versus Owens and yeah. Zane. It just they could have done it great. It could have been on the list, but they just it just wasn't that big of a yeah. deal for it me. It didn't end up being that big of a deal, but that's a good one. Um, we have one more segment for the day, Roy. Yeah, Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Fame. Bum, 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 bum. Um, Roy, do you want to go first or shall I? I'll go first. Yeah, I, you know this is you got to induct him. You got to induct him because he's worked so hard and he deserves it. Um, I I am inducting into this week's uh, Hall of Fame the Bionic, the one and only Kenneth Omega. He's back, baby. We didn't talk about that. It's a bit of a crime that we didn't talk more about Kenny Omega being back. He's back, and I'm I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Uh, I uh, okay. I, I appreciate because you you miss your Kenny. Um, and he is back, and hopefully, like he's still healthy and all those things. Um, very interesting. You inducted him into the Hall of Fame. I will say that mine, he's never really gotten the shine he deserves. Sure. Never really gotten the shine he deserves. And honestly, he's been kind of forgotten every single step of the way. But uh, this week, with the help of a friend, he came, he came, he, he was brought into the light where everyone's just like, you're one of us. He's one of us. Brian Danielson said that to him. Oh. I'm inducting to the Hall of Fame the LLW HOF 820-22, Daniel Garcia. All right. Daniel Garcia and Kenny Omega, welcome to the LLW Hall of Fame. Great job. Great job. Great job. Wow. You deserve it. Great job, Roy. Great job with the, the top 10. Did an excellent work. Uh, and give it up for Tammy Kaboom in the, Tammy uh, Kaboom just, in the tech booth. Great, great stuff from Tammy Kaboom. Um, let's all jump into the Discord uh, whenever you're free. Uh, for emails at loserlyspod at gmail.com. We'll get that set up for you. Um, but uh, thank you all so much. 
Thank you. Thank you, no, thank, everybody. No, thank you all so much. Oh, jeez. Thank, thank you all, you so, all much. so much. Thank you all we'll so much. We'll see you on uh, Wednesday. We'll see you on Wednesday. Everyone have a good week. And uh, everyone think happy thoughts about Triple H. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Five, four, three. Oh,